Hello there, welcome to the B-Side. Here we take an established movie star and dive into the movies they made that you forgot existed. These aren't the films that made them famous or kept them famous. These are the other ones. The ones that maybe you've heard of, maybe you remember seeing Once Upon a Time or thinking about Once Upon a Once, but they've trickled away and here we are to rise them from the dead and talk about them and talk through why these movie stars made them, what they might have been thinking at the time, and really just kind of explore the minutiae of these forgotten gems, bombs, flops, whatever they are. And today we've got a weird movie star, and I think the best way to start it after I introduce my guest today is to ask the question, is he actually a movie star? I think. And before we do that, I'll introduce uh, my guest. He's the editor-in-chief of the film stage. His name's Jordan Rout. Hi, Dan. Hey. Hey, glad to be here. This is the first time we've ever been meeting. Yes, ever. We Ten have not on. known each other for literally forever. Mm-hmm. Um, so Jason Statham, what do you think? When, when I, when, so when I say Jason Statham, do you th- – so our first one our – this is our second episode. Our first episode was Tom Cruise. He's obviously a movie star in every sense – and I think with Statham, I think he is, but I think it's close. Yeah. What do you think? I think he's a, he's a strange actor because he kind of came almost fully formed right off the gate. Like if you watch those early Guy Ritchie movies, like right. he hasn't really changed that persona that much or, or that kind of style, sure. you could say. And um, I think he's just, only, you know, you could see him kind of being in the same territory for a while. Obviously, the last five years or so, he's kind of exploded Tried to franchises but there's literally 20 movies that have similar sounding names that he carries <laughs> and they make some money well and that's the thing and i think you're right right that that is there are literally like 20 movies that could maybe if you didn't know them you'd be like oh that is that that one is war this or is the revolver that or <laughs> yeah. you know so i think um i yeah i think what you're saying is totally true he was a fully formed whatever he is when he was bacon in lock stock and two smoking barrels in 1998 right and guy Ritchie, you know basically discovered him in london and you know statham has a kind of an interesting life he was on england's diving team when he was a young man and then after that he was a model and in the midst of all that, to make ends meet, he was a street seller, quote unquote, street seller, which was something his father did a little bit. So he kind of, and even said this in some interviews, that lock stock life that's portrayed and also obviously in Snatch to like a more poly, quote unquote, Hollywood extent, um, he knew something about. So he kind of came in, like you said, fully formed, where he was basically playing some hyper version of himself to some degree. And obviously he was an athlete and he knew different forms of fighting. So he, you know, ironically enough or coincidentally enough, um, not unlike Tom Cruise, is another one of these does his own stunts guys, which I think is just funny to think about. Um, He's obviously and he's very and but also a big proponent of stuntmen in general. Anyway, um, so when you look at his box office receipts, this brings up how big of a star he is. And And I think he is what a traditional action movie star used to be when you think about like a Kurt Russell in the 80s. Their movies don't make hundreds of millions of dollars but their budgets are low because the action is you know tactical and they're not like a million explosions and so he almost found that sweet spot of if his movies make 40 million dollars domestically and a little bit internationally 
he's turning a profit and people are maybe going to get it on VOD and DVD back in the day and what have you. And and he's a weird start too because unlike Tom Cruise where you're almost seeing it for Jason Statham's action, not the set pieces. Like if you think of Mission Impossible, half of that movie is, oh, what is how are they going to top themselves? What are they going to do? Where I think Jason Statham, it's like you're just watching him fight whoever he fights in whatever corridor it is, wherever it is. Like you're just with him for the ride. For the right. most part, that's why it's interesting with, with the Meg coming out, which seems like it's almost... Well, yeah, and we should mention yeah. the Meg's coming out, which yeah, is part of the reason we're doing that. Yeah, yeah. And um, and I so I have an interesting thing. T- to your point, and to my point about the international element, I was doing my research. Do you know what his highest grossing movie is in which he is the the main lead actor? So take out The Fast and Furiouses. Take out Spy take out um, the Expendables movies, take out the Italian job. And these are all of his highest grossing movies, right? Where he's in it and he's obviously a featured part, but not is it's it, not Jason Statham above the title by himself. Is it Do a you know? transporter film? It's not. Oh. Now, um, this is international gross, okay. but this, this is part of my point. It's Mechanic Resurrection, wow. okay? <laughs> Which made like 21 million domestic, but... 125 million international and almost 50 million in China and it came out in 2016 and so my point is the 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 Meg getting made makes sense because that movie which has a there's an Asian there's a pronounced Asian cast in that movie um and an inter- international cast in general and you can tell that that movie might make $30 million here, but it might make 70 yeah. in China alone. Do you think and that was a Fast and Furious side effect? Like Probably. Probably, yeah. probably helpful. And I just think it's an interesting thing to think about where it's like this is – it speaks to the, the box office and the industry in general where, for example, you have this movie Skyscraper that came out, not anything to do with Statham, but Dwayne Johnson movie. Not doing well here, but crushing – internationally to a degree and it speaks to this thing of like you know skyscraper might might make 60 million dollars here and end up basically netting a gross yeah. you know which also being brings it back to this tom cruise thing of that's part of the reason the reason he's still successful is that internationally even with his smaller movies he's beloved so anyway getting back to statham so when you look at his stuff he's got a lot of b-side parts of his career because you're talking about literally the crank movies the transporter movies and I guess the mechanic movies are his like little franchises, you know, and the Guy Ritchie movies. Yeah. But so we're not we're looking at it, and we were talking about this before the podcast. You got five movies in two years, a very busy 07 and 08, in between the first crank and the third transporter. Okay. And these movies are, and we're not gonna keep we're gonna keep it a little bit more general on this one, but just to give a context of kind of where the conversation started, you have <laughs> war. His second movie with Jack or Jackie Chan with Jet Li, um, Revolver, which was his Guy Ritchie fiasco, which I think we watched together yes, in college, did, and yeah. that movie is uh, first guest of the show. Connor O'Donnell defends it, and I almost <laughs> wish we could call him in to listen to his crazy defense of Revolver. Which anyway, the third movie, which hopefully we won't talk about at all, and I don't think you've seen. No, definitely is the Uva Bowl epic in the name of the king a dungeon siege tale which i think i saw in theaters wow. i know it's sad right to think about that isn't that like a sad yeah. lily sobieski's in it ron perlman i believe anyway uh 08 that same year 
Um, super underrated movie that's actually very good. Maybe his best right. performance yeah, still. Perhaps his best. Uh, Roger Donald. Roger Donaldson's The Bank Job. Yes. Great heist movie. Uh, highly recommend. You agree? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Very good movie. And he's very good in it. Saffron Burroughs is in it. Uh, a bunch of other kind of British actors you would you would recognize from other movies. And then finally, uh, also in 08, uh, his remake of Death Race, directed by Paul w- W.S. Anderson, Anderson uh, as, a, as opposed to P.T. Um, and so quickly, you want to tell our Death Race story? I'm basically 100% sure me and you saw this in Buffalo together uh, in the movie theaters, and you are convinced. I'm convinced I have never seen it. <laughs> that it never happened. See, it came out in August. Which we would have been had... like going back to class, no? No, no, no. Late I, I August? Can't, I can't think of a frame of I it. have such a clear memory of me and you sitting in a theater watching Death Race and me being like, that was like just having that Statham reaction of it. Oh, yeah, that was cool. Like, but not, you know. Are you sure I wasn't gamer? Oh, you know. I that's remember, Gerard. That's I, Jerry Butler. I do remember Gamer. Maybe it's Gamer, but I I know I saw Death Race. Death. I know I saw Death Race in theaters. Anyway, that's the period that kind of spurned this whole thing. But then when you look to your point earlier, when you look at his whole filmography, it's basically like he always drops a few of those in. It's in a B side situation. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of why he's a weird choice for this, but also fascinating. Like literally, we could like run it through. Let me get my little list here. Let me get my little little uh box office mojo. Um and I've seen this is sad. I've seen all I've seen everyone. I've seen every Jason Statham movie. What is, what is the worst one? What do I do? Is, is, I'll tell you. I'll yeah. tell you. I'll yeah. go through I'll tell you. Here we go. Real quick. 1999 released in the US, Lock Stock and Two Smoking Barrels. 2000 Turn It Up. That's that is a candidate for one of the worst ones. That's like a jaw rule movie. 2000 also Snatch. I think that's where he becomes a true star. He plays Turkish. That's a good movie. I still think it's a good movie. I think people tend to kind of go back and put it in that post Pulp Fiction yeah, faux that bullshit thing. Saints and that's unfair. Where I, think, yeah. I, I think it's unfair. Yeah, I, I think it's a pretty solid movie. Um, yeah. 01, John Carpenter's Ghosts of Mars. Kind of an underrated late period John Carpenter picture. Um, also, 01, his first movie with Jet Li, The One. Uh, 2002. A soccer movie he made with uh, Vinnie Jones, who he grew up with. Yeah. Did you know that? Yeah. Because yeah. Vinnie Jones was a football player, a soccer yeah. player. Called The Mean Machine. It's basically like a British remake of The Longest Yard. It's like pr- prison soccer thing, you know? It's it's cute. You know, it's like a he's the goalie. Jason Statham's the goalie. It's okay. O2 is where things really kind of jack up because it's the transporter in October of O2. And then Italian Job O3. That beautiful cameo and collateral. Oh, yeah. Where he's basically playing Frank Martin from The Transporter and he gives Tom Cruise the briefcase. Oh, my God. I guess that's his best movie. That's that's probably his best movie. And it's (laughs) such a great cameo. It really is. It's such a great cameo. Cellular, underrated little action thriller in 04, young Chris Evans. 05, Transporter 2. 06, London, probably the worst, which I'll talk about briefly. It's insane. Uh, almost inspired in a way. So I could almost like, it's the worst, but almost, I would almost be like, it has to be seen to be believed. <laughs> also, Chris Evans is in that as well. Uh, 06, Crank. 07, War. We talked about Revolver, Dungeon Siege, Bank Job, Death Race, Transporter 3, High Voltage, The Expendables, The First Mechanic, which I hate, actually. I hated that movie, but I thought the sequel's okay. Um, Killer Elite's really bad. Safe, super underrated. Boaz Yakin. Yeah. Pretty good movie. You seen, uh, yeah, it? I've seen it? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's a good solid. movie. The Expendables 2. 
um, Parker Redemption, which might his might might which is little Redemption, which is one of his best performances. That's a Stephen Knight movie, which, no um, saw. which nobody saw. Down. Literally, I'm looking right here. Thirty six thousand dollars in the U S. It's like, but um, he plays a homeless guy, like a homeless vet, basically. And it's one of his more intricate performances, and I do think he does a pretty good job. Homefront, Expendables 3, Wild Card, Furious 7, Spy, Mechanic Resurrection, and Fate of the Furious. And this is kind of where you have, he's in these Furious movies, he's going to make the Deckard and Shaw movie with The Rock, with Dwayne Johnson. So he's found this nice sweet spot now of like supporting in bigger movies and still being able to own middle middle and movies. he's making less movies in general, I feel like. Cause he did. And I think he's being smart, though. Yeah. I think it's a good way to do it um and something like the meg speaks to this where i you know we'll see how it hits but i think if it hits internationally he keeps his brand going get deckard and shaw and you get going so that's that's him i mean that's statham i mean you know he what we were talking before he has a pretty great quote when speaking to his acting style yeah go i'll let you take yeah, the floor. during his uh the park or parker press tour um he was speaking to Men's oh parker of course yes, parker he was speaking to Men's Journal, and he said he was asked about you know his acting style, and he said every actor has a strength, and sometimes you just respond to things that you see yourself better at. I'm aware of what I can and can't do. I don't see myself as a character actor that spends months and months figuring out what to do. I've never had an acting lesson in my life. I don't know whether that's a good or bad thing. I love that quote. Yeah. That is a perfect quote. Because if you look, he had, technically has never really worked with no. a great director ever, which is crazy. I guess not. I mean, I'm discounting Michael Mann, Guy Ritchie's not okay. not bad, right? Not for, I mean, for what he's going for, but even like it's not like Tom Cruise, who maybe once in a while he'll he'll right, true, do a you know Stanley Kubrick movie, or, right? There are a lot of like Boaz Yakin, yeah. very capable director, but to your point, a lot of people in that world, which yeah. they're not bad, like well John Turtletop, The Meg. I mean, you know, National Treasure, right? Phenomenon. You know, he's a very capable, talented movie maker but not you know you're steven spielberg he's not you know rising above yeah. the everything else I mean, it's almost the dwayne johnson route in the way where he is exactly he is the attraction not the director right a lot of ross and yeah. you know uh thurber marshall. thurber marshall thank you wow yeah. look at you very very good boy ross and is it ross and marshall thurber i think you might I think it might be no i'm gonna have to look it up <laughs> great way to go guys um yeah i mean so but I think also he almost does himself a discredit in his, in his abilities because something like Spy, he's one of the funniest parts of. Wouldn't yeah. you agree? Oh, totally. I mean, you saw after that movie came out, people were like, he should be the next James Bond. Which, he's Which almost is... like a beyond James Bond because he's, he's, he's so ingrained in the action culture, I feel like. Whereas right. you don't want someone that's, that is so, you know, like when, when Daniel Craig became Bond, it wasn't. You didn't know him from a million action films. Yeah, and he was established, but not like that. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, whereas he like, would be an interesting B side. Jason Statham is his Daniel own Craig. genre of action films. Yeah, and I think that's why. Once again, I think that's why he just barely qualifies for this because he is at least in a, in a nut, in a nugget, in a niche of like though the movies he makes are Jason Statham movies, right? So that that's true. Um, and just to confirm, Rawson Marshall Thurber. Director of Skyscraper, <laughs> San Andreas. Or no, is no, it? No. Now I'm going to get it wrong. Now I'm just messing up his no. whole thing. Brad Payton. Oh, sorry. Very, Central Intelligence. Yes. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm confusing my Dwayne Johnson movies. But yeah, it's a good comparison. And uh, once again, I'm excited for the movie they're going to make together, uh, the Fast and Furious spinoff. But so running through, I suppose, the B-side movies, you know, 
Um, Death Race, capable remake, kind of a gross-out action movie. I enjoyed it. Bank Job definitely is the number one of those five. It's basically it's a heist movie where you know the guy under pressure puts together a bank job and is you know is getting pressure from all sides and it, pro- probably his best performance. Dungeon she- Dungeon Siege. It's a Uva Bowl movie, so I mean it's a bad movie. You know, it's just a terrible, made, produced, incomprehensible <laughs> movie. I barely remember it, and I think it's a blessing for that. Revolver is a fiasco, and it's definitely, um, it's definitely Guy Ritchie was at a point in his career right where he had exploded on with those two first Statham movies, and they were also Guy Ritchie's first two movies. And he think he had this, bringing it back, this like post tarantino thing that people kind of were like, ooh, maybe he's the next guy that'll do this. These like cool movies, like cool like guy movies. And there was some of that. And then he made famously, right? You remember this? He made Swept Away, yeah. which was his, the remake of, I believe it's an Italian film. And his wife at the time, Madonna, was in it. And it was a another fiasco, a very bad, underseen, overpriced movie. And, um, he, I think, reeled from that, and the result was this like double down, almost snatch with this existential dread mixed in, and this super arturish streak and ambitious. Which you know, for those who defend Revolver, like our friend Connor, you can get it, but it's such a mess that you know. I will say, for Statham as a performer. It's certainly his most ambitious performance. I think it's probably a failure, but if you like your Statham, you're never going to see him. He's got long hair. He's, I mean, which, on hair alone. Yeah. Well, th- that poses so. an interesting question because, you know, Guy Ritchie, um, right. you know, I would say Man from Uncle is one of his more entertaining Super roles. underrated, I think. So yeah. why do you think, um, do you think Jason Statham doesn't want those kind of roles? Or do you think he, directors don't even think of him for those kind of, like, interest, more interesting, it's a, good question. a little more... A little more complex, but not you know breaking, breaking the bank in terms of. Yeah, I think he's in a weird spot in his career, but also like we're saying, f- also figuring it out. Where it, it would appear he doesn't have the ambition necessarily to become to do something like you know, uh, what's a good? I mean, g- give me an action. I mean, even like I mean, so Schwarzenegger I think is an interesting comparison because Statham will probably never become obviously the you know paramount catapulting star that Schwarzenegger was, which, I mean, I don't know that anyone will, right? I mean, speaking just to where we are. But state or Schwarzenegger never was a traditionally, quote-unquote, good actor. But I think in a similar way to Statham, he knew his limitations and knew how to bend them and expand them in a way where he can give you a kindergarten cop and it's a hit. And it's pretty funny. I mean, it's not winning Oscars, yeah. but it's... Yeah. A memorable picture and what have you, and you know, same that, thing that with twins. And... It is, it is like the characters themselves that you remember, like whether it's Terminator or something right. like that. Whereas with Statham's career, I mean, he could the, the transporter could be every one of his. He could he could play. I guess, like, but Spy, I feel like is a, is a good is a good maybe indicator of what he could do. Yeah, that's but true. to your point, when you look at what's coming up, like I so okay, I'm hoping the Meg is is a little bit in the middle. I hope it's funny. And it seems like it'll be funny. Yeah. Right. And, you know, if you're listening, it might be out right now. Right. So please go report back and let us know. But I think, you know, um, I hope it's like that. I hope he's embracing this idea that 
he can have fun. You know, and you have these people, Rain Wilson's in it. You have these people who can hopefully add some levity to it. Um, so I think that's a hope that he can almost find this amalgamation of his talents, which brings us back to you have these action stars, right? Like, you know, even like John Claude Van Damme figuring out late in his career, like maybe if I make fun of myself, you know, it'll kind of bring people back into the fold. That kind of happened for him, JCPD and whatnot. So it seems like he's going through that, which when you actually talk it through, it feels like a very similar problem, not problem, but dilemma, the moment, mm. uh, transitioning point for yeah. action stars. Not unlike for comedians where like, you know, my wife, my, my, my dear wife will always say about Vince Vaughn, right? She's a comedian and she'll always say about Vince Vaughn. It makes me sad that he doesn't make funny movies anymore. And I'll, we'll always talk about it and I'll say, yeah, but I mean, that's, you know, it's a, it's his career, right? You get to a point in your career, like in any career, and you're like, well, I've done this. It's literally 20 times. Could I do this? Yeah. This is, you know, could I do True Detective season two, right? Yeah, you can om- I do? You almost think because Spy was such a success and such a hit, he didn't almost want to do more comedies because he wanted sure. to kind of keep that action brand and didn't want to like go down the, yeah. I don't know, like Chris Hemsworth and Ghost, but who's, who's, isn't he in the new, um, he did Ghostbusters and then Men in Black, right? Too? Isn't yeah, he I think coming? he's in the spin or the, the whatever like it is, spin off yeah. or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I feel like. But 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 with Hemsworth, has that hurt his career? I don't know. I mean, right? I mean, can he go make? Couldn't he Thor, come make Thor, Thor eight? Four, What's yeah. coming out? Thor yeah. forty two? No, I, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, and also and also to bring it to bring to keep it on Hemsworth for a moment, and this is maybe brings it back to what we hope maybe the Meg is. Ragnarok, the third Thor, benefited so much from this idea that maybe Hemsworth realized he was funny. And the movie itself was funny. Taita with Tiki leading it, mm. it made the movie better. It made the experience better. It felt more like what it should have always been, which is a fun experience. Where so many, so many of these movies, you know, DC, Marvel, whatever, it, there's an element of like, oh my god, this is like feels like we've been here. Where like Ragnarok did feel for some of it that there was some experimentation, some comedy being mined from it. So I, I guess that's what I hope. I hope he can kind of take these things, take these you know, um, expanded, expanded experiences and maybe just find a way to do it. I mean, for example, this, this Deckard Shaw movie or, uh, you know, Hobbs and Hobbs and Shaw rather, you know, um, it seems like that's the way it would, you you go that buddy cop way, which Mm -hmm. would be interesting. Um, and and you just hope that crank three is around the corner sometime. Oh God. I don't think it'll happen. Right. Those guys don't make movies anymore. They broke up. Neville Dean and Taylor are making their own their own Neville Deans and their own Taylors. Their... I feel like they would, they would be the kind of duo who they would each make their own version of it. And then Ooh. that would be like... How about that? Like an A-side, B-side yeah. <laughs> of a Crank movie. That uh, that would be the franchise that would do it. Exactly. There's one franchise. Yeah. I do love how we've abandoned the B-side on this <laughs> to kind of just talk about the career. But once again, I think, I think I think Statham is a B-side, yeah. which is kind of, I think, why we when we were talking about doing this, we convinced ourselves it was okay to do that. Um, I guess what... I mean, what... So we're talking about what we hope for him... I mean, what's your favorite Statham? I mean, the bank job in terms of just going back to that. It feels like it's the movie that he, the actors that inspired him. Yeah. He, like in the 50s, 60s. Right. He, the kind of movie that he, like, wished, you know. And it is like them. that, right? Yeah, it is. It has, it, like, it has a traditionalism. McQueen, he, he says is one of his favorite actors and it has that kind of sleekness. Statham say. says McQueen's yeah. one of his yes. favorite actors? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. McQueen, famously a limited, amazing movie star. But famously, and I don't, I don't really think I'm, I don't really think this is a hot take. I don't think I'm speaking out of school here. Yeah. A famously limited actor. I mean, and I think, you know, my favorite Steve McQueen movie is The Getaway, right? Mm. The Sam Peckinpah movie. 
And I think that's a movie that perfectly speaks when you're talking about McQueen to how if you had a Peck and Paw, a director like that. Also, you know, Statham hasn't really had that, which brings yeah. us back to our. There was, I mean, what's a Statham movie directed by Tarantino, or you know, not to keep bringing up Tarantino, but you know, um, Sofia Coppola, right? Like, yeah. think about these maybe more, you know interesting artistic directors what is a statham performance in their hands but anyway bringing it so with mcqueen anyway limited actor big movie star getaway it's a very hard movie very mean movie and it's so fascinating to watch that because it feels like peck and pot's getting something out of mcqueen that's dirty and grimy and edgy and it's so memorable because of it we're like great escape lovely movie of course but not unlike you know statham in the fast and furious movies or something McQueen's just doing his thing. You know, he's like doing his thing. And it's great and you love it. Yeah. But it's cool to watch him in a movie like Getaway. Outside of those, I would say the Crank films. I love the Crank films. Just because they take Statham's just insane persona and then the the filmmaking matches that. Whereas most of the other films, it feels like he's kind of just, you know, he's on the forefront. Whereas this movie feels like it's pushing him to another level and they're kind of playing off each other in that way. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. I agree. Uh, I love the Crank films. I, I do love the Bank Job. I love Safe. If you're looking for a down, like a more down the middle, uh, Statham action movie, great to watch with your dad. Great to watch with your dad has an emotional center to it. There's a one scene uh, where he actually does some amazing acting. And actually, this is a funny little thing. I was lucky enough to meet Boaz Yakin a couple times, just in my whatever producing capacities in here in New York, and we talked about Safe, and um, and he's very proud of it. And I complimented him on just, you know, kind of making a good Jason Statham movie. And I think that just speaks to, you know, he can still make these movies. Like, And I think Mechanic Resurrections is this dopey, fun action movie that speaks to this thing of maybe he's realizing that if he can keep it physical and keep doing stunts, he can still make movies for an international audience that people will enjoy. And hopefully and hopefully he'll collaborate with some cool directors. That's I, I hope for that. Who what's think about it for a second. Who? Who's the who is the quote unquote great director that would be that Statham in your mind would be great with on the spot question? What do you think? Um, I would say uh, Claire Denis or Leos Carax, <laughs> just because like his his, his, his physicality that you're is the right. Best. And I feel that's like, such a film like, you know, like, stage. I know answer. it is, but like think about like Adam Driver supposedly in the next uh, Leo Carax movie. Uh, sure musical and like he's an actor who i feel like his physicality yeah. is what he brings and i feel like satan does that so like, like i mean it helps i did just see um boy Trevi last night and that movie was all about just like the body and 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 um and the and physicality and that's what satan brings all of his roles so right i mean i don't know what he because i feel like statham needs to be running around and he can't just like kind of do a scene that involves you know sitting down at a table and talking um, well so, too long, so you know what i was thinking about when you as you're talking about it because i we have not thought about this question at all this yeah. is just as we're talking you know what would be a great Statham movie? Who directed Tell No One, the French movie? Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't even know. I'll look it up. But basically basically that movie, the guy in that movie is just running yeah. for the whole movie. And it's a tight thriller. Uh, oh, it's, it's – uh, I don't know how do you pronounce his name. Yeah. Guami Kane. Yeah. It's like I'm totally destroyed. Which they that. are remi- – they were going to remake it. They were they going to remake yet. it. I don't know the heaven yet. But this is the guy. He's – you would know his face. Yeah. He's, he's, a, he's an actor – He's also a director. Um, married he's to Marion Cotillard. Married to Marion Cotillard for many years. French French guy. Uh, talented. Talented in, you know, multi-hyphenate, right? Tell No One is a really, uh, really tight thriller. And um, 
the star of it, I'm looking it up right now, is Francois Clouzet, right? Yeah, that's who it is. And once again, apologies on the pronunciation. But it's a really tight movie. A movie like that would be great with like a talented, you know, international director yeah. with it, Statham. It is interesting because he, in that same interview I was quoting earlier, he also mentions that he literally can't write at all in terms of he doesn't bring any of that to the table. So I think he just gives a script. He never, I would think, provides script notes or anything like that, which is like almost the opposite of Tom Cruise, who has such a hand in like how his how his movies, um, how, you know. How, well, how now, yeah. yeah. I mean, especially the and last 20 years, yeah. So I feel like, you know, because Statham is not involved in that aspect whatsoever, he, you know, he just brushes it off and just hopes, you know, the action is good. But um, but that's interesting if he were to work with a good director, if, he would, if that would even be in his mindset when he goes to work with somebody. I know. I mean, you would hope working with a Paul Feig and just even uh, having a different kind of director where there's in, a lot del- of improvisation. Yeah, and he said, that movie is great. Like, and, well. and he said in interviews, the improvisational, I'm never going to say that word right. Improvisational. Thanks, Jordan. That nature was interesting for him and an experience and a fear and a... And something he took a lot from. So I think that's cool that maybe he can kind of, yeah, work with someone who will challenge him. You know what you're saying? So Claire Denny, I do love. I do, I do love that idea. I mean, she's got, she had Robert Pattinson now. It's just, now it's, now it's nice. The Pattinson. Yeah. The only one. What else? What else we got for Statham? For, for Statham? Uh, I'll say this. War, avoid it. Avoid it. If we're going back to his little five, the 0708. War, it's a, it's a turgid action picture. If you're going to watch a Jet Li... If you're going to watch a Jet Li Statham movie, and I guess they've made five movies together. Well, is Jet Li in Expendables 3? He's definitely in so one and say, two. It is, but he is the bright spot in those movies as much as I Statham those is. movies. Yeah. yeah, those movies are tough. Um, but if you're going to watch a Jet Li Jason Statham movie, yeah, he's he's, he's in all three Jet Li, but barely, I think barely in the third one. Anyway, if you're going to watch one of the five, which is crazy that they made five together, Watch the one, the first one they the made. One, yes. It's good. It's yeah. actually kind of good. Yeah. It's an interesting movie. I, got, I remember getting that on DVD a long time I remember ago. renting it. Yeah. I remember renting it from Blockbuster and just being like, all right, all right, bald guy, or almost bald guy, and Jet Li, <laughs> who I, I used to love Jet Li. I, lo- I used to love that movie, Kiss of the Dragon, oh, yeah. which is like a – Jet Li, I do – sadly – for American audiences, I don't know that would qualify for the B-side. Yeah, yeah. But if you want a, like a B-side-y Jet Li movie, Kiss of the Dragon, 01, Bridget Fonda, kind of a cool little movie. Um, so that's it, right? Statham. Yeah. I mean, it's a quick one. This is a quick, punchy, not unlike the man himself, nasty I, little... I guess the question is, moving forward, is, is he going to do a lot more B-side? Like in his career, because well, it feels like he's now just trying to do like hit after hit. I think it's at, Fast and, and Furious movies. movies and, and, Furious and the Meg. Here, let me ask you this: Yeah, you got all this Fast and Furious drama. Yeah, is he in another Fast and Furious after Hobbs and Shaw, or does it become Hobbs and Shaw? Maybe and then the original a, he Fast and Furious. Kills Johnson's character, then Vin Diesel is cool because he has no beef with Vin Diesel, according to the. Yeah, but in the movies, yeah, the so. D's and Dwayne Johnson are friends, right? Like, they're still on the same kind of the same team. That's kind of what makes it interesting. Because then does it become, if you kill... Well, no, but they're. But I think they're friends in Hobbs and Shaw. Mm. Unless, oh, but maybe there's but, a I mean, double cross. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. That's a lot. That's a lot to, to consider. Well, until we find out. Yeah. I mean, let's hope that he punches a shark in the Meg. Oh, he's got to. Yeah. That's what I'm going to leave. I hope with. you listening have seen it. 
and are screaming into your <laughs> your headphones, into your iPhone. He does. That's what I hope. I, hope, I pray. Um, until we know for ourselves and until we return in two weeks with our next episode, which I believe will be, I guess I should just say it, yeah, right? Yeah, we know yeah. it'll be. Yeah. The one, the only Counter Reeves. Yeah. Uh, That's the nation of wedding. Another kind of action on and off star, obviously with a bit more range, but I guess also uh, in a weird a way range, knocked on for his limited range. Yeah, but Pete makes more, I think. It but makes choices. more choices, yeah. We'll leave, yeah, yeah. We'll leave that so, so until then, obviously we'll leave that for the next one. Until then, uh, we'll leave you with some stath and uh, have, a, have a lovely, lovely crank, life. Crank it up. Crank it up. Make sure.